Former President Trump reportedly has an old friend in town next week. He's Hungary's right-wing Prime Minister, Viktor Orban, who has turned his country into the definition of an illiberal democracy. Orban is said to be en route for a private meeting at Trump's Florida club. And they'll have plenty to agree on, like their affinity for President Vladimir Putin of Russia, who Orban has courted publicly. And Trump has praised for his, quote, strong control over Russia. How will authoritarianism and Trump's admiration for these so-called strongmen play with voters in November? Let's bring in the former president's niece, who also happens to be a clinical psychologist. Mary Trump, welcome back to the program. So let's start by asking you that question. Have you ever been surprised, or is it you know, true to type, that your uncle showed such an affinity for people like Orban or Xi or Putin or even, you know, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, who he went, you know, miles and miles over to Asia to actually meet a couple of times? No, actually, one of the things that should worry everybody about Donald is that he has never evolved uh, beyond the kind of person he was when he was very young. Uh, and it's not at all surprising because he grew up in an authoritarian household. And because of the way my grandfather, who was a quite straight up sociopath, um, was that Donald became the favorite son. And he knew what he needed to do in order to stay on my grandfather's good side, because he also understood what would happen to him if he didn't. Uh, so he is very comfortable in this milieu. And it is extremely important to him that he get the benefits of associating with strongmen like Orban and Putin, uh, but also that he be on their good side. You know, that's really interesting, the way you frame it, the good side, the fact that as a boy he wanted to please his father. Let me play for you something that a contemporary of his, uh, when he was in office, the Australian prime minister said recently about him and Putin. I mean, I've been with Trump and Putin. Uh, Trump is in awe of Putin. He's, uh, when you see Trump with Putin, as I have on a few occasions, he's like the 12-year-old boy that goes to high school and meets the captain of the football team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my hero. It is really creepy. So, you know, that was done in that context. It was a lot of yuck, yuck. But I'm really stunned by how what you said, and I didn't know what you were going to say about his childhood, matched exactly what a former Prime Minister of Australia witnessed. Yeah, and I think what's important to know that most people certainly wouldn't, uh, and it is really no laughing matter when, uh, at that point, the leader of the free world is being described as a prepubescent child uh, with a crush on an older, more powerful person, uh, is it, what the consequences are. It's not simply that Donald knew that by fulfilling his father's demands to be the quote-unquote killer, to be the successful one. It was understanding what would happen to him if he failed to do those things because he had an object lesson in my father who was quite literally destroyed by his inability to fill the role my grandfather required of him. There's so many layers to this. So can I ask you then, again, this leads from what you've just said. You know, he absolutely has an obsession with success. So what do you think it means to him? What keeps him up at night, for instance, about the latest, one of the latest legal rulings, which said that he had to pay something like half a billion dollars uh, in, this, in this, you know, money business case in New York? 
Yeah, well, there are a few things. And, and first of all, I think it's, it's really important to clarify. It's not that he'd be successful. It's that he's be seen to be successful. Because deep down, Donald knows that he is nothing of what he pretends to be. He's nothing like the uh, portrait he shows to the world, at least to those people who are inclined to believe the myths he tells about himself, right? So I think what keeps him up at night, uh, other than a lot of Diet Coke, would be this concern, one, that he doesn't actually have the money, which is a, a distinct possibility. You know, we could say that this uh, offer to come up with only $100 million was a ploy to buy more time or to see if it would work. But he may not indeed have that much cash, would reveal not just to the world, but to himself, that he is not as rich as he claims to be. He is not the savvy businessman who's been betrayed in New York tabloids since the 1980s. And that would be a crushing blow not just to his image, but to his sense of himself. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Trump, I want to ask you, because you openly admit that you haven't actually spoken to him for all these reasons, because you disagree with him and this since 2017. But let's just go back to 2015, when he came down the escalator with Melania in that whole, you know, choreographed announcement of candidacy. When you see that and those pictures and you fast forward to those now and him back on the campaign trail, do you see anything's changed? Do you, do you see anything different? Yeah, listen, I think for anybody in his position, it would be impossible not to be affected by the massive amounts of stress he's under, uh, the, the conflicts, uh, just the stress of running again, the stress of having lost. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to take its toll. I see somebody who's quite desperate and who is terrified. Uh, I think in, deep down, Donald has always been a terrified little boy, but the truth is he has much, much more to be terrified about now. His entire future hinges on his ability to get back into the White House. And despite the fact that there are plenty of people helping him out, including, it would appear, uh, some members of the Supreme Court, that is not something that he can totally count on. So uh, he's go it's going to impact his ability to think straight, to express himself. We've seen in the last decade or so the difference in how he performs during depositions, for example. He appears to have much less impulse control, and he um, appears to have a much lessened ability to be coherent for any length of time. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do see uh, differences. And I think we can put that down to the fact that his life is just constant stress. Mary Trump, thank you very much indeed.